We think women need to talk more openly about money because money really matters. It shouldn't be embarrassing or confusing. Join the conversation. We'll be discussing a whole range of topics which will help you get comfortable with your finances. Money Matters, brought to you by AJ Bell. Hello and welcome to the first Money Matters podcast of 2024. I'm Laura and with me as ever is Danny. Hey Danny. Hi Laura, hi everyone. We hope you had a fabulous Christmas because this is all about helping you becoming more financially fit. I have to also say that I really hope you didn't overindulge on the credit cards. I kind of did a bit, Laura, I'm sorry to say. I mean, that sets the tone for this whole episode, which is all about financial confessions and also financial intentions for the year ahead. So I'm someone that actually really loves the start of the year as a chance to, you know, set intentions, start afresh, work out what you want to do for the next year, what you loved about the past year and what you didn't love so much. And also doing that from a financial point of view as well, I think is really helpful. Yeah, I I always sit down at the beginning of the year and figure out what changes are coming up uh, in terms of my finances, what I'm expecting in terms of where the kids are, where they're going to be. So my youngest will be starting college in September and that made huge changes because suddenly I had to fork out for the eldest bus fare every week, 10 quid a week. And, you know, then she's wanting... 20 quid for the week to spend on food because they're popping into places like Subway. So for me, it's all about trying to sort of juggle those incidentals and make sure that I don't get caught out, which is exactly what happened to me in September last year. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I think it's looking back at things that happened in the past year and thinking, oh, okay, that caught me out. I didn't do quite so well there. How can I fix that for the year ahead? Now, some people go to the extreme on this. I know that Helena Morrissey, who is the founding ambassador for Money Matters, has a giant spreadsheet that she inputs any life event or any expense in for all of her and her family of 11, um, all going all the way through until they reach adulthood. That is a spreadsheet skills I am envious of. I don't think you necessarily (laughs) need to be that prepared. We'll definitely be hearing more from her in this episode, but I think you can do it on a bit more of an ad hoc basis and just, like you said, Danny, think ahead to what's coming in the year ahead. And some of those will be positive financial things as well as hurdles that you've got to save for or prepare for as well. And our plan over the next few months is to really help you make the most of your finances. So to bust some myths, to help explain some jargon, make sure that we answer any and all of your questions to help you get ready for the second new year of the year, which is, of course, the new tax year from April. Yeah, and the start of the real year is always the start of our really busy period, absolutely, as you say, heading into the new tax year. And the next few months really are months that you should be making, well, the next few weeks, to be honest with you, that you filled in any tax returns. Um, That is something which has caught me out before. Even if you don't earn extra income from side hustles or if you're not self-employed, you might need to pay back child benefit. So just check. You are 100% sure you don't need to fill in anything before the end of January. 
And also you should be checking to make sure if there's any benefits that you're entitled to that you're not getting, whether that's um, more broad benefits or, you know, help with childcare, tax-free childcare, child benefit, things like that. And if you've got cash savings, you need to make sure that they're working hard for you with the best savings rates. We know that some of those savings rates have started to drop, but they are still very good rates and you should be switching your money to making sure it's working the hardest for you. And Unfortunately, off the flip side of that is you might be liable to pay tax on your savings. So you need to check whether you might fall foul of that and whether using things like an ISA would be good for you. There is a really helpful article, actually, that we wrote this time last year um, called Five Ways to Make Yourself Richer in 2023. And I have checked and a lot of those things, in fact, all of them still apply for this year. So definitely head over to the website, which is ajbellmoneymatters.co.uk. And you can find that article on there. And that will help you to get financially fit for the year ahead. Yeah, because you're right. When it comes to things like ISAs, you've got to make sure that you are using up all those allowances. You can save up to £20,000 a year. And if you've been lucky enough to get a bonus over the last few weeks, if you've not already blown it, then maybe you could even think about topping up your pension. And we know that a lot of this can be common sense, but also a lot of it takes a bit of time sifting through some paperwork. But we know that if you're listening to this podcast, that means you've got great intentions for your financial health. And while some of the best play plans do go awry, we hope that you follow through on them and you have a financially better 2024. Because we're all in the same boat. Um, I promised myself this time last year that I was going to be better with things like subscriptions. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of one-off subscriptions which seem to renew at the worst possible time. So either just before Christmas or in January when you've got that uber long month because you got paid before Christmas and there's like an awful lot more month to meet until you get to the end of payday again. And I said that I was going to write everything down so I knew when my virus, um, computer virus software needed to be updated. I knew when my cloud payment, things like Microsoft Office, all of those things that are quite chunky and they come out once a year and I swore that I would make a note and I absolutely didn't do it. So what I have done is I have this time actually written them down as they've come out as long as I don't lose where I've put that I'll be absolutely fine <laughs> but the me- the rest of the money matters team they aren't exactly getting straight A's either and I do think that it, f- it makes all of us feel much better to know that everyone slips up so we thought that we'd get the whole money matters team to share their money confessions from the past year let's start with Anya and Helena so my money dilemma this year it's probably a bit of a confession as well rolled up into one so i'm an avid online shopper i'm not proud um but i'm also awful at remembering to return things um so i learned that the hard way this year and ended up where i was no longer eligible for a cash refund and i had to accept vouchers from the retailer so although not the end of the world it just meant that that money that i could have spent on other things that i wanted or possibly needed I was stuck with sort of spending that with the retailer. So I think note to self going forward, if I can't trust myself to return the items, then don't order them in the first place. So my money confession concerns me just slightly breaking my commitment to buy no new clothes over the entire year. 
I was doing really well. And then H&M brought out this amazing collection with Paco Rabanne and it was so gorgeous. And there was this one particularly glittery, amazing gold sequin skirt. Well, it was just human nature and I had to have it. Um, I managed to get around the rules to some extent by having it as a Christmas present for my family. But the problem was that as the deal was done, I felt that sugar rush that hit. And all those feelings of addiction that I thought I'd expunged over the year came flooding back. So I was in awe of Helena's plan to have a no spend on new clothes year. And it seems like she almost managed it. But <laughs> I think it's still very impressive. I think it's impressive. But what I really liked is that she didn't break her promise because of a black jumper or a cardigan or, you know, a pair of black trousers, something normal. She broke it over a sparkly H&M skirt. I mean, if that <laughs> isn't Helena, what is? And, you know, I think it is, it's really easy, particularly when online shopping is so easy, just to stick things in your trolley. If you've had a bad day and you just want to feel a bit cheered up or you've got an event coming up and you're not feeling particularly confident it can give you a, a bit of a boost definitely and that's also a theme we saw with emma from the money matters team so she was seduced by stuff but had quite a novel way of justifying her spending so my financial confession of the year was definitely that i got way too caught up in some social media trends so they probably led to a little bit of overspending, um, particularly over the summer. So at the time, there's a trend called girl math, which was basically you could justify any spending by just saying it was girl math, which had logic like if it was under five pounds, then it was free. If it was paid for in cash, then it was free. If you took something back and returned it, you made a profit. If you wanted to buy like a Dyson Airwrap, if you said that, well, I would pay to get a blow dryer twice a week, which no one does, um, then it'll pay for itself in no time. So that kind of thing definitely led to me going, okay, well, I can I can just pay for that, which isn't always a bad thing. Like, it's good to treat yourself, but definitely a little bit of overspending there. I love that. Girl math. I mean, honestly, it, it just, it makes sense in a really wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> my friends and I use this all the time. One of my friends, her motto has become cost per wear, cost per wear. So as long as you can justify that you're going to use it loads of times, you can justify a high price tag. My eldest has started work. Um, so she now is a waitress. And of course, she gets her pay packet once a month. But also once a month, she gets a little brown envelope full of tips. And to her, she says, if she uses those tips, it doesn't count. It's free. <laughs> And I kind of like that logic. <laughs> Just bonus money, I like it. Bonus money, yeah. Now, Rachel started out with the best intentions. My money confession from last year is that I was super organised and I got around to transferring my daughter's child trust fund over to a junior ISA. But once I got it in there, I didn't then go on to invest the money. I just left it sitting in cash. The reason was I wanted to involve my daughter in those conversations and to teach her a little bit about investing and make her think about what she wants to do with the money and where it should be invested. But the sad fact is I just didn't get around to doing it. 
I think this is going to be one that lots of people resonate with. So you have this financial to-do list, you tick off items, and then you don't quite finish the task. And I think that's something we are all guilty of doing. You get partway through and get a bit fatigued, probably. (laughs) Especially when you try and get your children involved in some of this. And you're like, come on, sit down, let's talk about money. And unless it's, here's 20 quid to go and spend it, she and mine really aren't all that interested, which I really, really must push them on that. (laughs) That can be one of your intentions for this year. Um, Now, next up, Charlene had less of a confession and more of a dilemma that she had to overcome. So our mortgage was up for renewal in June 2023. Um, My husband and I both work in finance and even with that kind of background knowledge and starting the process of renewal really early, the whole thing was incredibly stressful given what was happening in the time with deals being pulled sort of left, right and centre. So the real dilemma for us was more about how long to fix for um, as we both held quite strong and opposing views on the topic. Um, What it meant was a real lesson in kind of patience and going back to having those really frank conversations about money. Um, And for us, we ended up actually fixing for perhaps a little bit longer than we would have considered in the past, um, because the right thing for us in our circumstances, we really valued that kind of certainty over the, the next few years and not having to kind of go through the stress of that process again in the relative short term. How many people do you think have been in the same boat with that one over the last year? I think what should I do with my mortgage was probably the number one question I got asked in 2023. Definitely. And I definitely going to be one that continues into 2024. So we know that so many more people are going to be coming to remortgage this year. And that dilemma of do I fix or do I stay on a tracker? And if I fix, how long do I fix for is basically what so many people are talking about. And annoyingly for us, when we're asked that question, there is not a clear answer. It really depends on your circumstances um, and so many different factors. Yeah. And that certainty that Charlene was talking about there for some people, just knowing what is coming out month after month, and you can say, right, for the next five years, this is where I'm at. That is absolutely priceless. Definitely. I think maybe it's time for my confession. I think it is. I've been waiting on this one. (laughs) Also shopping related. So along the lines of Anya and Helena's, I have been far too influenced by social media when it comes to clothes. So often I will see people on there touting clothes that they've just bought and I'll think, oh, that looks great. And I buy it and completely overlooking the fact that they have a different style to me a different body shape a different you know (laughs) life that they need clothes for I get them home I try them on and I realize these aren't at all what I want so I'm far too influenced by social media when actually we all need to bear in mind that most of those people on there are on there to flog stuff and make a bit of commission or make a deal from the ad of flogging stuff so This year, I'm really going to aim to not spend my life in a constant return cycle of returning things. I currently (laughs) buy my desk as we talk. There's a big H&M package that needs to go back of stuff that just did not suit me. Um, But I bet you're better at returning them than Anya is, though. I bet you you get there in time to get your full refund. I am on first name terms with my local parcel sorting office because I am there all the time (laughs) now since we've shone a light on all of our bad habits we thought we'd also share our resolutions well maybe more like 
good intentions for the new year? And I guess spending less on clothes is a good intention, but do you have another one? I do, yes. So my daughter is now getting some free hours at nursery. This is very exciting times for me. I never thought this day would come. So it means that my childcare costs are dropping. And what I really want to do is to make sure that I actually save that money or do something intentional with that money rather than it just disappearing back into the budget. So obviously our childcare costs have been really high while she's been young and before she gets these free hours but we've managed to afford them and so I want to actually do something with that money rather than it just slipping into the general pot of money and getting spent on probably too many clothes and splurging (laughs) on things so that's my thing to kind of set up some direct debits so that that money gets saved or invested or maybe even put away for my daughter I think might be quite nice with a bit of that money um, and to just make sure that it doesn't disappear between my fingers I also have another one which is I'm going to put forward on behalf of my husband but he doesn't know it yet Um, and his is to be way better about the money that he needs to pay in tax so he's self-employed and when we're looking back at things that didn't go well last year I would say him calculating the money that he needed to pay in tax did not go well and so (laughs) I am setting his intention for this year to be much more organized about his tax affairs when it comes to being self-employed, which I think so many self-employed people can relate to is like you're trying to do the day job and keeping track of all of the financial stuff and the tax stuff and filing tax returns. It's like almost a whole other job on top, isn't it? Well, I was going to um, bring in Anya and Rachel there, but I think because of what you said, we should probably bring in Helena with her intention for the new year because getting all those self-assessment forms in, Helena knows all too well how long they take to compile if you're not organised and she's pledged to do something about it. So my New Year's resolution, at least on the financial front for 2024, is to finally get a good system going for collecting everything I need that I'll have to do my tax return for the previous financial year. Now that might sound incredibly boring, but I can't tell you how stressful it is in late in the calendar year, gathering everything together, particularly as I'm self-employed these days. And so I have a number of sources of income that all need to be reported. Every year I get incredibly stressed. This year, 2024, is the first year I'm really gonna to stick to that resolution and have a proper filing system. So when the time comes, I'll know where everything is. So good, Helena and my husband can be each other's support system then for better tax return filing. But shall we dive into Anya and Rachel because they've both got a similar theme. They've both committed to taking action on their pensions. So my New Year's resolution for 2024 is to set up a salary sacrifice into my pension. So it's a bit of a long-term plan. It's one that I'm hoping that Future Annual will thank me for one day. Um, so I've been with AJ Bell for just over six years now and with that I've been lucky enough to receive some promotions um, and with that some pay rises. But what I haven't been very good at is making sure that that increase in pay is reflected in the contributions that I make to my pension. Um, so the plan is that that will help with a little bit of tax relief. Um, not only will I benefit from myself putting more in, so the pot will be bigger at the end, but my employer also offers a match contribution scheme, so I'll be able to benefit from that. And in theory, I shouldn't miss that money because it's money that I've not been used to receiving um, each month anyway. So that is the plan for 2024. My money New Year's resolution for 2024 is to start seriously thinking about my pensions. 
to make sure that I know exactly where they all are, what the details are and whether they're up to date, what the fund values are and how much money they will each provide me in retirement. And then to start thinking about contributions and whether I can pay any more into them and take advantage of some of the tax breaks on offer. And also whether to consolidate them, to transfer them so they're all in one, more, one place together and a lot more manageable. And that's the action I'm going to take next year. I must admit, this is something that I did take a look at last year and um, upped the amount of pension that I was paying, not only because it helped in terms of tax, but also because I turned 50 last year and um, it, it just, it, it starts to, you know, send those alarm bells off and you start to really think about how much money do I have saved up and is it going to be enough? And the answer probably is, it's never going to be enough. <laughs> Not for all those holidays and cruises and lavish lifestyle you want to live in your retirement, Danny. Absolutely <laughs> not. Charlene has got a great one and one that will resonate with so many people, including me. So my New Year's financial resolution is to stop being such an ostrich and burying my head in the sand about um, how much we spend on like the nice extras. So in particular, TV and streaming packages. So you name it, um, we've got it, but I don't think we really have a handle on the total we're spending on all of these things. Um, so that's what I'd like to get to grips with. Yeah, I think with streaming stuff, it can seem like, oh, you know, it's just £5 a month there, £10 a month there. It's not really worth looking at, but actually you can really make some decent savings by cutting back on them and also cycling through. So sometimes I'll sign up to a streaming service for like a month or two, look at all the content on there that I want, watch all the content in there that I want to, and then cut it off again until I need it. Um, so for Christmas, for example, I get a Christmas films streaming so that I can get my <laughs> fix of Christmas. Um, so I did that last year and then now I've ended it because it's January and we don't need Christmas content in January, do we? You see, I would love to say that I act in the way that you do and I do have the best intention when it comes to signing up to additional streaming services but I could probably um, take a leaf out of Charlene's book there. But next up is Emma who is a girl after my own heart. So in 2024 what I really want to do is set up a really good cash savings pot for emergencies. So kind of diminished any savings that I had over the last few years of buying a house or various other bits. So I want to get myself into a really good position where I know that I've got that money there for if anything goes wrong and anything happens um, and that I can be really focusing on um, sort of saving for my future and saving for retirement um, through um, investing and um, my pension. I think that is a really, really important thing to do. And it's something which we spoke a lot about last year, about having that cushion of savings just in case something goes wrong. And I remember talking to um, a couple of girls after we did our Money Matters report, and they were saying about the fact that they were single so for them, it was even more important, they felt, to have a savings cushion because they couldn't rely on anyone else. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, so, Danny, what is your good intention for the year ahead? Well, after we had um, our wonderful uh, meal planner on it for our Christmas episode, I thought that makes such sense because I have 
a corner shop, which is also known as M&S Simply Food. Oh, that feels a bit lethal. It is a bit lethal. And <laughs> if you've not, if I've not planned my meals out perfectly for the week and there's a day when I'm like, hmm, what are we going to have t- for tea tonight? It's usually a quick, you know, wander down to the M&S Simply Food and I find it impossible to come out of there without a full trolley. And I know that that is just completely lethal to my finances. And I really, really need to get to grips with that. So hopefully that has given you some good food for thought and also helped you to get to know all of us a bit better and the fact that we are not all perfect. No, absolutely not. Um, certainly not when it comes to food. Uh, maybe it can help you start your conversations with your family, with your friends, about your guilty pleasures and any smart ideas you have for 2024. Because the one thing that we have really found over the last year is that it is becoming less taboo to talk about money. And it is becoming easier to share those money thoughts, those clever smart ideas which help other people make the most of their finances and like I said earlier over the next couple of months we're going to go really back to basics on a lot of investing things so how to get started with investing how to know about different types of investing but also some really inspirational stories from people who have saved and invested and that's given them opportunities in life or helped to change their life so definitely stay tuned to that and as always sign up to the newsletter on the website which is ajbellmoneymatters.co.uk so that you can be the first to hear about those podcasts um, articles that we do and also a webinar that we have coming up soon yeah amongst those um, podcasts that we're going to be taking a look at um, we're going to be talking to someone who actually puts together um, those portfolios that that mix of things that you have in your investment bag Um, so we'll speak to someone there to give you some tips about that and we'll also give you a chance to send us the questions that you'd like to ask a financial advisor and then we'll put them to her And definitely get in touch with us with any confessions that you have from last year and any financial intentions for the year ahead. We want to hear from you. So we're on all the usual social media platforms. So you can comment on there or send us a DM and we want to hear what you're planning to do for the year ahead. But for now, best wishes for 2024. And thanks so much for listening. Before you go, please remember this podcast is for educational purposes and the views expressed don't necessarily reflect those of AJ Bell. The podcast isn't telling you whether certain investments are suitable or not. And don't forget that the value of investments can change and you can lose money as well as make it. It's also important to remember that tax rules apply and that the way an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it behaves in the future. If you want help, go see a qualified financial advisor.